This episode of Inside Muskegon is presented by Muskegon Country Club, a Muskegon tradition since 1908. Great golf, cuisine, and family entertainment. For more information, visit muskegoncc.com. Muskegon Country Club, your vacation away from home. Welcome to the Inside Muskegon Podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 79. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Mary Valentine, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Michigan State Representative Mary Valentine. I'm here with Michigan State Representative Mary Valentine. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's a, it's a delight to be here. Why don't we start out talking about your background? Well, um, well, I was a speech therapist for many years in public schools. Most recently, I worked in Reese Puffer with uh, three to five-year-olds in an ECSE program, Early Childhood Special Education. Then I also worked with kindergarten through second grade. And I was a Sunday school teacher for many years and a mom of two adult children, Robin and Sean. And, and I've been married to my husband, Phil, for oh, 27 years now, I think, <laughs> a long time. What got you interested in politics? Well, there are many things, but um, I kind of sat back and watched as different things were tried in the public schools to improve schools, and I, they never seemed like really good ideas to me as an educator. And finally, I just got to the point where I thought, well, we need an educator in the House of Representatives, and I'm not the only educator there, but I felt like that was a weakness and that we needed someone in there who understood schools more fully. And what I found out is that someone like me who switches from early elementary to the state legislature is a little bit of an unusual career switch. We have some high school, retired high school teachers there. So I think that's been something that the House has needed. You represent Michigan's 91st district. What area does that region cover? Well, there's 18 municipalities in the 91st district. Largely, it's the outlying areas of Muskegon County, all the way from Montague and Whitehall and Holton and Fruitport and Muskegon, or I mean, Norton Shores and Roosevelt Park. And there's also a small township in Ottawa County, Chester Township. So it's all of that area and all those townships. What does your position as a state representative entail? Well, there's just a wide variety of things you do as a state representative. Of course, the most important is to create good legislation for our state. And that involves uh, being on committees. And re- uh, when someone writes legislation, the committee goes over that, has experts come in and testify about it, and ask questions. And, you know, as we work on legislation, sometimes we'll discover, well, this is an unintended consequence of that. And so we try to correct that before the legislation gets written. So it's really um, investigating those pieces of legislation and submitting some myself. And then there's also connecting with the citizenry in the area, in the 91st district, and finding out what their needs are and creating laws that will enhance this area. 
And um, there's kind of like a ceremonial aspect. Sometimes people just like to have their state representative come to different events. And so those are um, the parts of it that are very enjoyable. We also do constituent services. We're kind of like the face of the state government. If someone isn't sure where to go, they can call my office and we will direct them in the right direction. Talk about your transition into government from public education. What things have gone according to plan starting right out here in your freshman term? Well, it's gone really well. I, I love being in the legislature. I, I um, have a great deal of respect for my colleagues. Um, we work well together, and I believe that my colleagues are there to make good legislation like I am and are very honest. And so I've been really pleased with that. Um, I enjoy working with the people in this district, learning all the – there's a lot to learn, a lot of different areas. I'm on four committees, education, of course, but also health policy, commerce, and um, Great Lakes and the environment. So I'm really delving into those topics uh, deeply, and I'm enjoying learning everything I can. And uh, so I would say it's been a great transition, very enjoyable and just learning a lot. What kind of things have you learned that maybe you didn't know going in that a legislator does in their daily routine or or is responsible for? Well, um, one of the things is just keeping touch with people, calling people and letting them know what legislation that's been passed that relates to them. Um, For instance, there was some township legislation that was you know, submitted anyway, it hasn't been passed, but talking to the people in the townships about that and just letting them know um, where bills are and finding out what they think of those bills, if there's something that needs to be changed about it or or so forth. I'm going to give you the opportunity to do something normally reserved for the governor of the state (laughs) of Michigan. And uh, I want you to give our listeners your state of the state address for Michigan. Well, Michigan, of course, is a wonderful, beautiful, unique state, um, just vibrant and full of, uh, just full of everything we need. But we are in transition right now. Uh, we've made several transitions in the history of our state. We were fur trapping and lumbering and mining and eventually tra- um, made a transition into being a manufacturing state, and that's been declining uh, for the past several years. So at this point, we're in transitioning uh, to, to different types of things. We need to broaden our base, diversify, bring, um, bring companies in that can grow here. But we also need to bring, make sure that we have um, a culture that will encourage entrepreneurialism. entrepreneurialism. <laughs> that mm-hmm. word is difficult to pronounce. Uh, so that people, those people who have good ideas and want to put them into use, that we are a place where they can do that and businesses will grow here. That's how we came, became a manufacturing state in the first place. And we need to return to those roots. Let's talk about economic development in your district and in the Muskegon area, what the state legislature does to uh, positively impact economic development. Well, one of the um, deterrents to economic development in this state has been the single business tax, and that is due to expire at the end of this year. And for many years, the legislature has tried to find something to replace it with unsuccessfully, but now we have found something. And I think this is going to be the greatest help to our state. It's the Michigan business tax. It's uh, in the Senate right now, and hopefully they will pass it and we can get it into action, get it into law shortly. We really need to do that soon because with 
it takes a while to get the paperwork ready and so forth. But this is a, a business tax that encourages business more than discourages it like the single business tax did. One of the things that it does is it um, it gives tax breaks to the companies that come here and stay here and invest here and hire here. Those are the companies that we, we want to have, give the tax breaks to. Um, it cuts way down on the personal property tax, which has been a deterrent to businesses. And there's one other thing that is very good about it, the single business tax, which has not worked out well, which is on its way out. We were the only state in the nation who had that kind of a tax. So if a company was looking at our state, they didn't have anything to compare it with. But the tax, this new tax that we're wanting to put in, the Michigan business tax, uh, there are about 23 other states who have this. So a business could compare it to those other states. And those states have found that their economy has improved by 10 to 20% once they put that tax in. So I'm really hoping we can get that going very, very shortly. Well, I think everybody is hoping that that gets uh, initiated and gets into place very, very soon because it's been a very hot topic and makes business development difficult in the Michigan area. So, um, Yeah, it does. And, and one of the things, one of the problems has been with not getting that single business tax replaced is that companies simply want to know what our ta- their tax is going to be here. They cannot plan if they don't know. So we really, it is critical for our economic development to get that in place. Well, with the tax issue hopefully being resolved very soon, uh, talk about what else Michigan needs to do to compete in the global economy. You touched on one area before. Entrepreneurialism, I think, is very important to encouraging businesses and startups to come to Michigan. Uh, Recently, Google opened a brand new headquarters for their AdWords program in Ann Arbor, which is a huge feather in the cap for the state of Michigan. What other types of things, maybe not on that large of scale, can be done to attract these companies? Well, one of the things we want to do is to attract companies in, like you said, but we also want to grow internally. There's Michigan residents right here who have wonderful ideas, and we want to support them and encourage them. And and, and a key part of this is education. A couple different things. Entrepreneurial education, so that students understand how to make their businesses work and how to get their ideas going. But just in education in general, for instance, one of the reasons Google came here was because they had an educated workforce and a work and a a vibrant community where the educators, where the um, employees would want to stay. So making our education system state of the art is critical and vibrant communities that people will want to come to and stay in. And, of course, we have that in Muskegon. We have the most beautiful beaches, I think, probably in the world. I might be prejudiced, but I've been, traveled a lot, and it's hard to find any place as beautiful as Muskegon. We have the Froenthal, wonderful dining places. We've got it all here. Talk about the greatest challenge facing the state of Michigan. Well, the way I look at it, we've, our, we have a declining manufacturing base which isn't the end of the world. You know, we've had uh, changed, had to change directions before as a state. But as our manufacturing has declined, of course, the solution to that is to diversify. And right at this very moment when we need to diversify, we have also had enormous tax cuts in recent years. And, um, and also with a declining middle class, our revenues have decreased. So right when we need to diversify and spend money building up our state, having great roads, strong infrastructure, top state-of-the-art uh, schools, and going out into the um, country and finding businesses to come here and growing businesses here, right at that exact moment, we don't have the revenue that we need 
to do that. So I think the challenge is to get the revenue in there so we can so we can get going and make the changes that we need to to get Michigan um, living up to its potential again. Well, we've had the opportunity on this podcast to have a quite a few guests from public education and seeing how that's your background. Talk about public education in Michigan and challenges in particular in that area and what you're going to try to do as a state representative to help out with public education. Well, one of the critical things with public education is to make sure that all of our students get a good start. And um, and we know how to do that. A good, high-quality preschool for four-year-olds, strong kindergarten programs, um, those are, the, those are the critical aspects to getting all of our students successful in schools. And so we need to beef up those programs, for one. Actually, statistics show, or um, studies have shown that for every dollar you spend in a high-quality preschool for at-risk four-year-olds, you save $16 down the road. So investing in high-quality preschool is critical to get our schools going for all of our students. Then... Um, there's other things that we need to do as well. Um, one of the ideas that we have out there is a, a middle college where um, those students who are bright and motivated and ready to go for it can have dual enrollment the last two years of their high school so they can come out ready for employment or ready to go on to the last two years of college. So those are a couple of the uh, directions we would like to go in. And we want to also we have to kind of change our culture a little bit because we've been a manufacturing state People didn't have to have college educations so much, but we will have to have them now in the new global economy. So we need to find ways to have more students go to college, um, and that's where the Michigan Promise comes in. So, And the Michigan Promise is uh, scholarships for our students to go to college. Another thing along those lines is the Muskegon Opportunity, which is an initiative in this area that started by Brian Barber and Kurt Babcock and a few of the other people in the Muskegon area, um, something like that where we can provide education, hopefully, to Muskegon residents and students. As, as a parent of three young children is certainly music to my ears. <laughs> that is a wonderful, wonderful program. You know, I sit on the Commerce Committee, and we had someone come in from an economic development corporation in Kalamazoo, and what they said was that companies want to come to Kalamazoo because they see it as a progressive community because of the Kalamazoo promise, which is a similar, similar thing, college education for all of the students in Kalamazoo. So that would be a critical piece of developing our economy here in Muskegon. So I am uh, very, very much behind what, those, uh, what that committee is doing and really hope we can get that going. All right, let's move on to our final question. I, usually I form this in, in the way of a pitch. And, you know, since you're a legislator, I try to make it uh, something that will impact the community here in Muskegon in a positive way. And I will phrase it as you have one minute alone with a business considering investing in Muskegon. Make your pitch to get that business to Muskegon. Okay. Well, first of all, your employees in your business are going to be are going to love Muskegon. They will love Muskegon and stay here. People come and they stay because it's beautiful here. We have the most beautiful beaches in the world. We have eight public beaches right on Lake Michigan, and uh, we have uh, recreation, unbelievable recreation, boating and kayaking and canoeing and fishing and hunting, whatever it is. Your employees are going to love to be here, and they are going to love the culture here. We have a symphony and the beautiful Froenthal Theater and sports teams. And more importantly, 
Muskegon has top-notch schools, so you will always have good, um, a good workforce to draw from, and uh, and and good hardworking people, and many good hardworking people. And as we've made this transition, we have people available who are looking for jobs and who want jobs and who will work hard. So I don't think you could ever find any place better than Muskegon to locate your business. Thank you very much, Mary. I really enjoyed it. You're welcome, and thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed it, too. I want to thank State Representative Mary Valentine for taking the time to do this podcast interview. Whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or Independent, there's no denying that the state of Michigan is in an economic crisis. It's encouraging to hear that we appear to be close to a bipartisan resolution to this year's budget crisis. Now the question is, what are we going to do to attract businesses to Michigan in 2008 and beyond? Mary Valentine's passion for education is not surprising considering her background. Her insight into Michigan's education system should serve her well in her role as a state representative. The economic impact of a strong education system in a community should not be overlooked. The Kalamazoo Promise, which is a scholarship program offered to all Kalamazoo Public School students that covers up to 100% of tuition and mandatory fees for college, demonstrates that strong public schools and creative scholarship programs are already positively influencing communities. Early indications are that Representative Valentine's insight into early childhood development may soon be influencing legislation in Michigan. Hopefully this will play a role in returning Michigan to a leadership position in education nationwide. For more information on State Representative Mary Valentine, visit house.michigan.gov and click on Representatives. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback. And for the latest feedback on Inside Muskegon, visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. Please direct your comments for State Representative Mary Valentine in the post for this episode. And remember the rules for Inside Muskegon when commenting, a link to which is posted in the show notes for this episode. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 79 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com. <laughs>